Hey guys, it's Steph. And it's Cam. And you're listening to Mr. and Mrs. Chatterbox. Welcome back. want to start off the show by asking this i am from a caribbean household okay and whenever i would come back in the house from playing with friends and whatnot my mom would always be like go take a shower you smell like outside i just want to know is that a caribbean thing exclusively or is that a thing among amongst other cultures because like it's not like i smell like bo or anything like that because i'd wear deodorant I didn't smell like musty or, you know, I didn't smell bad. You smelled like But I smelled like outside. But like, what? I don't know. I don't know. But I just think, yeah, smelling like outside, it might not be a Caribbean thing. I think other people know what that smells like. It's a smell that you can't really describe other than literally saying the word outside. (laughs) I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I I haven't heard it. Anybody else who's not Caribbean say anything like that. So I was just wondering if. Maybe they have a different way of expressing that. Fun fact, when I was younger, I used to think, I thought that smell was bags, plastic bags. Because whenever, I'll explain it. Okay. I see your face. Okay. Whenever people would come inside the house, usually they were holding plastic bags. So I didn't associate it that it smelled like outside. I just thought plastic, that's what plastic bags smell like. Okay, that's weird. No. Um. Well, let's, uh. <laughs> I just want to know. And outside smell like plastic bags. Okay, yeah. Disregard that. Um, so just let us know. Um, contact us on the Chatterbox email. Let us know what you think. Or you can comment on the SoundCloud link. Anyways, welcome, guys. Oh. Episode 18. Yeah, 18. We're legal now. So if you have not been here before. Come, come get this. Like I said, my name is Stephanie. And my partner is. Uh, my name's Cam. What's up? And we are husband and wife duo, and our podcast is a chat about music, movies, pop, and nerd culture, and random things like outside, the smell of outside. Yes. So, it's always a fun time here. Always topical. (laughs) This episode, we are going to briefly talk about the Billboard Music Awards. We were able to catch uh, maybe half of it towards the end. Uh, we're going to give share our thoughts on how that went. And we also have a streaming spotlight. We are going to be talking about Master of None Season 2. It's back on Netflix. And we were so excited for it to come back. And we binged it. And we're going to go ahead and t- give you our review. Later on, stick around because we're going to have Cam's Nerd Corner where he is going to ask me a question to see if I have learned about nerd culture. And we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming trailer that was just released. Yes. Well, trailer number three. Oh, sorry. I missed the other two. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. So the Billboard Music Awards was this past Sunday. Um, we didn't catch the beginning of it. I think we caught um, when this Korean pop band won. BTS. BTS. Okay. I am... Woo. I'm 27. My birthday's tomorrow. I'll be 28. Well, when you hear this, his birthday's today. Right. I have never heard of BTS, and I consider myself uh, in touch with, like, the young community. Do you? 
But I have never heard of these people. Me either. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. I haven't either, but that's actually not surprising that I, mean, I haven't. I understand, like, their music isn't geared for me or people in my age group, but I have never heard of them. Even when One Direction came out and they weren't in my age group either, I heard of One Direction. Even when Justin Bieber came out and he wasn't in my age group, I heard of Justin Bieber. These guys, but I have they're not, never they just breaking into heard of America. I, I think I, they're a K-pop band. Okay, but I don't. All right, all right, true. Okay. Okay, so you're so surprised. I'm just explaining it to you. No, they're no, just but not I'm breaking it into but America. But I'm just saying, like, how if they're breaking into America? You saw they won an award at the Billboard Music Awards. Yes, and those kids were screaming and their the people, lungs out. And they were screaming their lungs out. Well, they lungs know. Out. But how have, how have I never heard of them? Typically, I find that younger kids are into K-pop. Typically. I'm into K-pop. I have You're never not into heard K-pop of them. Like they're into K-pop. Okay, whatever. Well, when we switched it on, that's what we got to. And the only reason why we mentioned it is because immediately I was like, whoa, why does it feel like this is like the teen yeah, Nick Award? Yeah, like the Teen the Choice Nickelode- Awards. Yeah, Teen Choice. I just mixed two awards Teen Choice and Nickelodeon Awards. It felt like it was just teeny boppers. Like the way they were screaming, it was just like, oh, okay, this well, is not what I. But there were some parts of the award where they had in, integrate older stuff, like when the, the oh Celine Dion came. Celine Dion performed, yeah, performed, and so did Cher. So they were paying a um, homage homage to Celine Dion. I know Cher performed, and I think you put you put it best. You said you think they're trying to bridge the young and the old, right? That was good, but I feel like the producers of the show didn't do a great job. Like there was some. Parts of it that was very just awkward and it just felt forced. Yeah, I mean, I, we live in a day and age where everything has to be PC, and I have no problem with that. But at the same time, though, like you can be P, you can be politically correct and not be corny. Yeah. But a lot of networks and producers have not figured out a way to do that, and no, it's and it's really and it's really starting to get on me now. Like everything is so forced and corny. Like why can't we just have regular? conversations while respecting other people's cultural backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of hard, though, because not everybody knows the same amount of knowledge and knows the appropriate thing. Well, the appropriate things to say. <laughs> well, I mean, given the political climate, I guess, but still. Um, what do you think about Drake, your favorite guy? Drake, he won 13 awards, the most awards in one night. That is astounding. He broke that record. That's um, nice. And one of his... Uh, one of his acceptance speeches was um, pretty great. He was uh, he was talking about a friend. He asked a friend, like, oh, why didn't you shout out my album, but you shout out somebody else's album, blah, 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 blah. And that friend, I'm assuming, is Rihanna because he used the words. He said that person said, oh, I don't want to look thirsty, and how could a guy look thirsty? So I'm assuming it's Rihanna because when more views came, I mean, yeah. more life came out. She didn't say anything, but when Damn came out a few weeks later, which is Kendra Lamar's project, she was all over Instagram Live listening to it in the background and blah, 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 blah. I thought maybe it was because she was on the album. She was on one song of the album. But, yeah. it, I, it, but it is a really good album. So I guess Drake's in his feelings, but when is he not? Okay. Well, um, <laughs> Drake was the man of the show, rightfully so, since he won 13 awards. Uh, they really hyped up his performance. He performed on the Bellagio Fountain. Right. and They were in Vegas. And it, how do I put this? It, the performance wasn't 
bad. It's just they hyped it up. Like if I didn't see an article talking about, oh, oh, producers are saying Drake's performance is going to be great and memorable. If I didn't see anything like that before, prior to the performance and then watch the performance, I would have been like, oh, no, it's all right. But because I got that information and then saw it, I was like, really put your expectations. They over like, they overhyped yeah. it. It wasn't that great. And I'm not an artist. And I have no business telling Drake what he should do, but I wouldn't have performed that song, especially since people are barely listening to your album, in my opinion. And two, I would have picked a more noteworthy song off of that album. Like, the song you performed wasn't even like a performance song. It's like something you mumbled under your breath while you're getting ready to go to the gym. Like, it's... Yeah. I, well, I mean, I can't speak. I didn't really know the song. Um, I thought for that performance... And- bringing it up because that was like the biggest part of the night everybody was waiting for that i think they hyped it up because they wanted viewers they wanted people to watch billboard awards and so they used that but i thought it was really really cool concept you know we've seen this before britney spears has done it before a few other artists have done it before but it's not that it looked visually very cool and like impressive but like i was telling you i think that it would have been better for a video format if they were recording it so they can edit it so you can actually see them right with light behind you <laughs> you can't typically see the person because the light's behind you it's not going off in front of you right so that's something that Kanye West you mentioned to me Kanye West had that problem one time he performed lights all behind him it kind of washes you out you can't see the artist whatever unless that's your effect but i thought this would have been phenomenal if they recorded it with different types of cameras and made it into a video and had time to edit it because live i felt like it just yeah it it lost its value going live also and and this is what spoke volumes to me bruno mars and i love bruno mars he's he's i like his performance alexa he's an excellent performer he performed a song i don't like bruno mars's whole new album I'll, i'll be honest with you i don't like any song off that whole album i don't but he got up on there. He performed a song, the Versace song. Versace, Versace, was it the Versace song? Yeah. He performed it. I don't like that song, mind you. But he performed the balls, titties, <laughs> taint, any sexual, any the- sexual genitalia out of that song. It was a good performance, and I'm like, oh wow, I don't like the album well, or the song. Well, he was on tour. That was also a. It was an Amsterdam. It was an Amsterdam, yeah. but it's a performance nonetheless. So yeah, it was for him to perform a song off an album I don't like. Versace and, on the floor, and it's a song I don't like, and I enjoyed the performance. So you can't tell me Drake couldn't do the same. Well, a lot of I I felt I we didn't see other performances. I think the performances earlier got a lot of praise, like Nicki Minaj, uh, Lord. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see them. I'm not gonna speak on them. Um, I just thought some a lot of the performances I wasn't impressed with anything. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't impressed with anything, but I think because the show wasn't geared towards me or my audience, my age group. So, so you're I saying just, we're just old and we're old I and grouchy. Guess. Yeah, and I feel like that's what it sounds like right now. Um, <laughs> but it was just a really weird show. Like, why would after Drake's performance, like... Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right after. Right after. Then you're like, oh, wow, that was cool. Okay, now for this performance. Who was it? <sighs> I think it was Halsey. Was it yeah, Halsey? Yeah, I think so. Right after Drake performed, Halsey performed. And I'm like, wait. A completely. It, it just. Wouldn't you want to put something in between that? I would have went on commercial, commercial break. break. I would have given award. A, another award. They went right into a Halsey performance. A whole I was like. different type of genre. A whole different type of feel. What is happening? I just think the 
I just think the show wasn't really well done. But anyways, we just wanted to bring it up because it was a big night in music. So congratulations, Drake. Congratulations, everybody else who won. Um, keep it up. And uh, don't keep it up. Um, we're not going to end on that note. We're going to end on why wasn't Childish Gambino nominated and why wasn't J. Cole nominated. We need to talk. We need to have this conversation, but we're not because we're moving on to the next segment. But just think about it. Just think about that. Just be, you know, stay woke and think about it. Because niggas creeping. Yeah. They're going to find you. Don't let them catch you sleeping. Ooh. Um, okay, well, now we're going to move on to Streaming Spotlight, uh, where we're going to talk about Master of None Season 2. So, if you haven't watched Master of None... Shame on you. Shame on you, first of all. <laughs> It is available uh, exclusively on Netflix, and um, Aziz Ansari is a... He's a, a director, producer. He does direct it. He's a producer, and he is the main star of the show. Um, it's focused on his... Well, Dev. That's his character's life. Dev Shaw. Uh, the first season, he navigates through um, dating. He navigates with juggling his friendships, his uh, relationships with his parents, and work. He's an actor, and he kind of goes through having some crummy acting jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a struggling actor. He takes gigs whenever he can get them, so like commercials and TV shows and whatnot. And, I mean, I know we're doing the no spoilers, so if you haven't seen, you know, Master of None, you might want to skip forward, but we're not really doing spoilers, but you should have seen the first season by now. Um, mainly the main story in that, in that season is that he's with Rachel. Yeah. He meets a girl named Rachel. They have kind of a really good relationship, but after, at a certain point, you know, they both started being unhappy and wanted to explore different things about themselves. And I feel like they got used to each other. Right. Yeah. They really got, they really got used to each other and it shit just got really real. So the end of the season, pretty much they break up. They break up. She goes to Japan to do something, and mm-hmm. then he actually goes to Italy to learn how to make pasta because he really likes pasta. The season two picks up at that point. He's in. He's been in Italy for, um, I guess, a few months, we, and we see him. He's learning pasta at this shop. It's like a real Italian grandmother is teaching him how to make pasta. Also, he's he's learned Italian. He's not. He's not a hundred percent fluent, but he's he pretty a close. Lot. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot. He's holding full conversations. So the first episode is mainly in Italian. Yes, it's mainly in Italian. It's shot in black and white. Um, it really gives you the foreign film vibe, and uh, we see he has a few new friends, um, and he really has made a new life there. Um, and we're not—I don't think we know if he—if it's for certain he's going to go back. He doesn't even know when he's going to go back or what he's going to do when he goes back to New York. So he's kind of dealing with that. So. Yeah, so the the season goes through again with Dayton. We see some of some familiar faces from the first season with his friends. Right. And um, basically, to not give any spoilers, how'd you feel about it? I mean, I, I enjoyed this season. Uh, it was really great. Um, there was a couple episodes that really stood out to me that were like really well directed, well well wrote, well written. Yes. Um, it it just it makes me like happy to see somebody of a different culture out there explaining their culture to me mm-hmm. and to everyone else, you know, sharing that. 
I just think is a, is a real beautiful thing, and that's what he does on the show. He doesn't. He shows New York the way it's supposed to be seen, where it's a melting pot of different ethnicities oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. cultures. It's not just all white people in New York like Seinfeld, and it's not just um, it's not just all black people. There's Asians in New York. There's Indians, Native Americans in New York. There's Pakistanis in New York. There's people from Africa in New York. You know, there's different it's different vibes and you know different cultures, and I like the way he depicts it. I yeah, I agree with you. Um, this season was really, really, really good. I was really scared because you know when people they always say they usually say this for music, but when that sophomore slump. Yeah. <laughs> I was really afraid, like, okay, you know, that first season, like everybody was just caught off guard. Like we didn't know Aziz had it in him. So we were just waiting for the second season and you're just afraid. And I'm gonna feel the same way for Atlanta, and I'm gonna feel the same way for insecure. Shows that come out and you're just so proud because it's like a person of color and then they prove like we don't have to be one dimensional we are multi-dimensional and very successful Aziz blew me away with this second season he has really learned a lot more his directing skills is getting really good storytelling skills are getting oh my god this season is so good and like there are some episodes that really stood out like um the one, what was like your favorite, would you say? Um, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, New York I Love You was uh, really good. That was probably my favorite episode of the season. Cause the, yeah, that was good. Going through the different, the day, like the day in the life of different people and how they interact with you know, with other people and you know what they go through. And it, it was just well shot and I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it starts off with... Um, Dev and his friends are talking about going to see a movie later, but then, you know, the shot goes, we start seeing the day in the life of a doorman. A doorman in New York. And if you don't know anything about doormen in New York, they go through some shit. <laughs> Apparently, they go we learned some... that in this episode. They go through a lot. <laughs> they go through some shit. And then afterwards, they go uh, uh, cashier at a bodega who happens to be deaf. So mm-hmm. they deal with that. And then uh, after that... The, and the episode goes completely silent. Well, I mean, you didn't have to say that, but okay. Um, That's not a spoiler. But um, yeah, then after that, they go into uh, uh, African... I think he's African. Yes. African uh, Uber driver or taxi driver. I think it was Uber. I'm was not sure. It was a taxi. It was a taxi. African taxi driver. And you figure out, you know, uh, what his life was like. So yeah, it was really good. And then um, I think my second favorite episode would have to be the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. And a lot of people are, when I'm reading articles and stuff and listening to reviews, a lot of people are naming those two as the best. Um, you should watch it for yourself. We we already described one episode. But it's it's really good. And, and what Aziz does, and he did in the first season, but in this season a lot, is he really makes you feel. And he's not really afraid of like... The, like the long silence in that one episode when he was in the cab. Right. Oh my gosh. And you're just like, you can feel it. Like you can feel how he felt. It is good. It's well written, um, beautifully shot. And they, he really. It's, it's funny too. It's not, I know we're not. Oh yeah, yeah. It is not, funny too. Not, <laughs> it is a comedy. It is kind of a comedy show, but like we're not selling it as a comedy show. But yeah, it is. It because is a really funny show as well. It is a really funny show. It's not going to be like the, you know, what is it? Uh, knee-jerk comedies or like slapstick. 
slapstick comedies. It's not really like that. It's very, very funny, but it is kind of about um, the human condition. It is about human experience, especially in New York City. So another, um, one last point I wanted to say is that although neither one of us are Indian, neither one of us are Indian, um, we're cisgender, you know, we're a hetero couple, but um, you kind of can relate to these cultural things and that's why I, we like seeing more representation of people of color because although we're not actually that culture, you still can relate to the, that auntie. You still can relate to that grandma. You still can kind of relate to these other cultures other than the one thing we see on TV and on movies. So Yeah, like um, I don't want to get on like a soapbox or anything like that, but you go on TV and like 90% of the television is just perspective of a white person going through white drama you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah and i can't relate to a lot of that white drama because i am not white i can't i can't understand like talking back to my mom like white people do i if i talk back to my mom the way they did i wouldn't have teeth so <laughs> <laughs> and you see this in the show because dev actually is like he still pretends around his parents and his parents' friends mostly that he he's practicing Muslim. Yeah, but he uh, he re- he really doesn't. He eats pork. He's really Americanized. But that goes to show, like even still, like your parents still you, have like yeah, he still such cares. An influence. He still cares about what is about. He still cares about what his parents think. Yeah. And he's like thirty three years old, so we can relate to that more being from Caribbean household or whatever instead of like just you think in america it's more like when you're 18 literally you're like they're like oh you're an adult do whatever you want right um anyways all in all this is great out of five stars what would we give it i give it five. I, I give it a five stars i, I, I really do okay guys so we highly highly recommend that you go ahead and check out master of none season two it's streaming on netflix Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second and thank you immensely for tuning into our podcast. If you like what you hear, do us a favor, leave a comment on SoundCloud or rate us and give us the stars on iTunes. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it so we can get free stuff. If you need to get, that's not why, if you need to get in contact with us, we are available at Mr. and Mrs. Chatterbox at gmail.com. Send us emails, questions, we might read them on the show. And you can find us on Instagram at Mr. and Mrs. Chatterbox and on Facebook, same handle, Mr. and Mrs. Chatterbox. Free stuff. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to the show. All right, kitties. It's uh, that time of the show. Cam's Nerd Corner, what they do, what it is, what it's like. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, Cam's Nerd Corner is basically my corner for which I talk about nerd stuff. And prior to me talking about that nerd stuff, I like to quiz my wife, Steph. That's on, me. That's her. Um, on <laughs> some, you know, random nerd trivia. So um, since I'm going to be talking about the third Spider-Man Homecoming trailer... I thought it'd be cool to give you a Spider-Man-themed question. Yay! I feel like I'm really confident in my Spider-Man knowledge, so... Oh, you are? I am. I'm very confident. Oh, you won't be after this question. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well... I don't... I like to interject. I don't like the questions where I have to name, like, a hundred things. You don't have to name a hundred things. I think the most I've ever had you name is five. Too many. Five is not a hundred. Okay, well, this is only three. Go ahead. Okay. So, in Spider-Man... Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is known to have had three love interests. What are their names? 
Mary Jane. Yes. The one. This is a side question. The one that Emma you can't, Stone you can't, played, you can't that wasn't me. Mary Jane, right? You can't ask me a but question. But just say, tell me that wasn't Mary Jane. That was not Mary Jane. Oh, her. What's her name? I'm asking you that question. <laughs> <laughs> she had a really cool name, too. I think. Was it cool? Was it a cool name? I, I don't. To me, it's not cool, but whatever. I don't know why Dick Tracy keeps coming up when I know that's not the name. It's very close. Not Tracy Dick, right? <laughs> Tracy Dick. I, I don't know. Did your father like Dick Tracy? No. Why? <laughs> oh, nothing. No, no, no reason at all. Oh my God. Um. So Tracy. No, Stacy. <gasps> Stacy. Oh my God! Hold on, guys. Just I'll give a few more seconds. I don't. I don't want to bore you guys with my literal wheels turning in my head. Stacy. Oh my God! You should see her face. She's thinking so hard. It's not Stacy Dash. Stacy. Oh yeah, it's Stacy Dash. <laughs> Stacy Dash. Oh, that'd be a good. Her and Spider Man. They hooked up. Stacy Dash. Stacy Tracy. Okay, I'm not sure. Just Mary Jane. That's Mary Jane. That's it. That's all you remember. Stacy something. Okay. Stacy Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Yes. Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, yeah. <gasps> yes, I got it, guys. But I don't know that third one. I couldn't tell you. Okay. His auntie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, not his auntie. <laughs> so the three women I was referring to are Mary Jane Watson. Yes. Gwen Stacy. Yes. And Felicia Hardy. Tom Hardy's. No, Tom Hardy. Oh, my God. Never mind. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> My wife is on crack. Anyways, um, so like, like I said, um, the third Spider-Man Homecoming trailer dropped today. And I kind of don't agree with Marvel slash Disney releasing so many trailers for the same movie. I, and I feel I like they're showing too either. much. But that's going to I guess that's just the whip part of their marketing and whatnot. Um because from the first trailer, I feel like I already saw the movie, the whole entire movie, and then they released two subsequent trailers, and now I've seen even more of the movie. So whatever. You've seen the movie. I've basically, <laughs> movie. I've basically seen the Save movie. Save your money for the ticket and just um, seen the movie. But my thoughts on the trailer, um, as far as new information that I didn't know before, um, I heard of, but I didn't think he was going to actually be in it. With Donald Glover being in the trailer, and y'all know I'm. Do a, you know who? Because I saw him and I was like, wait. Who is he? Or we don't know. Uh, we don't. Just, yeah, he's probably just some guy. They probably just put him in there because so many people have wanted him to be Spider-Man. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. So I think they were just doing that. Um, so I didn't see that coming. That was new information to me. Also, new information is that the suit is really cool. Like, I didn't know it was like automated. I thought it was just like a suit suit. But no, it talks to him. It, oh, well, I guess that makes sense because if... Um, Iron Man. Yeah, uh, Tony Stark designed it, but I didn't think it would have an AI in it telling him, you know, what to do. You can hear the That's suit new. talking to him, saying, "Oh, you have five hundred plus different combinations of web web shooters," or "Hey, you have a parachute." Like do I didn't know think, that. That is pretty cool to me. Do you watch some of these things? And I know when they have um, different directors and different people doing it, 
Do you ever watch it and think like they're getting too modern, or is that good part of it? I think it's pretty good, actually. Because I know in the comics, there's no way he had a suit like that. Well, like was like I was explaining the stuff earlier, like earlier before we started recording that. In the comics, Tony Stark does design him a suit, but it's an armored suit, and it's called the Iron Spider suit. But in this iteration, his regular suit actually has AI, and it talks to him, which is not normally. It's not normal. That's not part of the comics at all. But I think that's a new spin that I I, I can agree with. Okay, I think it makes the movie more interesting, and the boy looks like a boy, which is I guess the main complaint of the first Spider Man. Right, because <laughs> Spider Man has always been like a teenager, and they used and they watched uh, him. They watched him turn into an adult, and when they got Tom McGuire casted as Spider Man, was a complete adult at that point. He looked thirty four, and he was supposed to be playing a eighteen year old, so that didn't really make sense. And even Mary Jane, when they got Kirsten Dunn, she didn't look like a teenager either. Exactly, nobody in the movie looked like a teenager. But, James Franco, exactly, they all looked like they were in college. Right, but I don't know. Well. I don't know. Because later on in the movie, they are in college. So maybe that's why. Some grown seniors. Yeah, some grown seniors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second run they had with Andrew Garfield, he looked more younger. And, well, he has a baby face, naturally. And he was more sarcastic. Because when Tobey Maguire's run the Spider-Man, he wasn't really sarcastic. He was more serious. He was a sweet baby. Right. Then Andrew Garfield got a hold of it. And he did a better job. Like, I liked his Peter Parker. But didn't they stop? They... Yeah, that those movies didn't, I because I think it was Sony makes those movies. They weren't directed or produced the right way. So, and a lot of the villains were like throwaway villains. So it wasn't as engaging of a movie. So they made two movies, and then that was it. So then I guess Marvel slash Disney brokered a deal with Sony, like, hey, if you let us use Spider Man, we can get you a lot of money. And lo and behold, they let them use Spider Man in the Civil War, and now they have a new Spider Man movie who's making this movie sony again i think sony it's sony's making it but i think marvel slash disney is overseeing it like they're helping them out with the image because they are using yeah they are using using tony starks which is their character iron man got it so that was a good idea yeah i think it's a really good idea because spider-man's that character was really flopping he right yeah spider-man is that character that really you know kicks off a lot of things in the marvel universe so i you know i would love to see him have an excellent movie so, uh, yeah, that's my thought on the Homecoming trailer number three. It looks cute. It looks I'm still, fun. I, I'm still going to see it regardless. I mean, I, there hasn't been a comic book movie that I haven't gone to see, except for Thor. Those movies are trash. But Yes. <laughs> but I will see Thor Ragnarok, but only because the Hulk's in it. So, sorry, guy. That looks better than, like, the first. Yeah, the Thor movies are terrible. The first Thor was not an, it was a romance, wasn't it? It was basically Twilight with a hammer, but okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I'm not against romance. I'm just saying I did not expect that. I saw it way after it was out of theaters. It was just yeah, like that's on the TV. Usually how I like, that's usually how I see Thor movies. When I was it like, first this is Thor. <laughs> it first came out, I was like, nope, I don't care. I don't want to see it. And I didn't see it and I heard it sucked and I was right. That the second movie came out, I was like, Nope, don't want to see it. And I saw it in TV. I saw it on like HBO or some shit. Sucked. Sucked ass. Sucked so much ass. Okay, well. Sucked so much did ass. You like that yes. over and over and over. Yes. Okay. And um yeah. So, when is Spider-Man Homecoming coming out? Uh, July 7th. Can't wait. We will be in theaters. I will be in theaters watching that bitch. All right. Cool. Thank you for the Nerd Corner, sir. Always a pleasure. You're welcome. And just for the record, two out of three, not so bad.
I got two out of three of the answers. Don't don't encourage her, guys. Just <laughs> I don't hear anybody encouraging me. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna go to our final segment. Um, this has been such a fun episode, but the fun doesn't stop just yet. Making a bed. We are going to debate on if making a bed is necessary. You want? Would you like to take this one? Should I? And by the way, this segment that we do at the end, it's called chat boxing. Oh, my bad. I completely, yeah. Ooh, I'm a horrible host. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay, let's start. Let's briefly start. We do our latest segment. It's called chatter boxing. It's just chat boxing. Ta-da! Anyways, um, <laughs> we're going to debate about making the bed. Would you like to go first? Yes. Okay. So, hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't constitute as a lady or a gentleman. Can you get on with it? Hello there. <laughs> so. Can you get on with it? Now, what I would like to present to you is my argument. Making a bed is necessary. Why is it necessary? It makes your room automatically look cleaner. Boom. Two. It. That was really my only argument. It automatically makes the bed, your bedroom look cleaner. Two, you're responsible. You're making your mom proud. Three, you have more space for things. Four, why would you not make a bed? You're not an animal. And go ahead. If you'd like to go with the rebuttal, please go ahead and try to top that. Oh, wow. I don't know how I'm going to top that. She made such great points, guys. Jesus. You know what? Never mind. I'm just going to hang this up. First of all, it's not, you're not, it's not necessary to make a bed. You're not going to die if you don't make your bed. The world's not going to explode if you don't make your bed. Literally. Yeah, okay. Oh, this is my turn. Hello. This is my turn. Can I finish my thought, please? We need a referee in the house, a moderator. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing's going to, literally nothing happens when you don't make your bed. Exactly. Okay, cool. Two, um, what's the point? You make your bed to go home, unmake your bed, sleep in it, to make your bed, to come home, to unmake your bed, to sleep in it, to make your bed. What? Why? Mm -hmm. There's no rhyme or reason for it. How does the bed... I mean, I can can understand making the bed makes the room look cleaner, but if your room is actually clean, like, bacteria-wise, who cares? Also... You said it makes more space. How? Where does it make more space? If I make the bed or unmake the bed, that doesn't free up space anywhere else. What are you smoking? And let me four, get let you, me get some. Are you an animal? And number four, yes, I am an animal. That answers that. Okay. My rebuttal to the rebuttal, which I'm pretty sure that's not what it's called. I did horrible in debate class. Actually, I did pretty good. Anyways, so what I would like to say. Is, sir, I did not mean literally necessary for life. I meant that it is an important activity that must be done daily. Why? It's my turn. (laughs) Why? Is because also I did not mean cleaner as in literally cleaner as in absence of bacteria. I meant tidier. I'm very sorry to my constituents. I was not clear. But... It makes the household tidier. It makes your room tidier. It looks better. Also, did you know, every time you don't make your bed, a thousand Italian grandmas <laughs> die. 
I didn't know that. Um, shout out to my Italian grandma. What the fuck? <laughs> a thousand of them die simultaneously because you did not make your bed. It's just well, something we do. We are not animals. Okay, well, I am sorry to all my Italian grandmas that are dead because I don't do that. <laughs> They're all dead. Honestly, my closing argument will be that energy... I really believe in energy, and I believe that if you make your bed, you make a nice, clean, clear energy of the room, specifically your bed, and when you unmake it, it also helps you, like, that's your time when you get to reflect on your day, reflect on your day, and you go into your bed, and there's good energy because the blankets were all crumpled up in a mess. They were, it was nice and smooth. You're not baby's bottom. You're not going to convince me of anything because this is nonsense. All of that is nonsense. <laughs> okay, comment. Oh, you have a closing argument? I mean, closing argument is it's a bed. You sleep in it. That's it. It's not like an, it's not an adventure. It's not. It's nothing. It's a bed. You sleep in it. If there's a blanket on it, guess what? You go under the blanket. And that's it. You want to get out of the bed? You, you move the blanket. I live with the hyena. All right. So, comment our SoundCloud um, link and let us know. Shut Make up. it a bed, yay or nay. And also, I know my mom doesn't listen to us, but if she did, she'd probably beat my ass because oh, for yes. not making a bed. But, like, I had so much years of making the bed that once I lived on my own, I was like, fuck that noise. So, um, sure yeah. Rebellion. Um, Anarchy. Send us an email if you want to chat. Continue chatting. This debate was very fun. I'd say I won, but I guess we'll let the votes come. I mean, you say you won, but you actually did. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll ask on our Facebook. I wonder if you could do a survey. Sure. We can start a poll on Twitter. Start a poll. We don't have a Twitter. We don't have a Twitter? No. Oh, we should make a Twitter. Okay. I think we're going to make a Twitter, guys. And it's probably going to be Mr. and Mrs. Chatterbox. At Mr. and Mrs. Chatterbox. Uh, Any closing... Thoughts? Um, happy birthday to me, dog. Happy birthday. When you're listening to this, it will be Cam's birthday. And he will be... 24. Oh. 24. Lies. I was going to say the other thing you're going to do. Uh, also, um, for those of you who don't know me, I have this weird condition where I age backwards. My biological clock won't let me age past the age of 28. So what happens is I'll age. 28? Yeah, exactly. I'll age up until 27, and then all of a sudden I'll age back to 22. So that's really my age range. I'm usually fluctuating between 22 and 28. So right now I'll be 24, and then the year after I'll be 23, and the year after that I'll be 22. Then I'll no, start aging no, forward. No, this it's make a real, sense. it's a real Stop bad waiting. condition, guys. And um, they're looking into getting me help, but honestly, like I feel like I can maintain my life. I feel like that would be. Nobody should waste tax dollars on trying to find you help on how to age properly. That's rude. You're rude. So happy birthday to Cameron. Send him a shout out on our Instagram or our Facebook or wherever. I think that's going to be it. I guess we'll see you next time, guys. Later, Gators. Bye.